Welcome back to Africa Science Focus. I'm Sally Amutabi. Climate change is already hitting Africa hard. From extreme weather events to plagues and failed harvests. Climate research centers in Malawi, Tanzania, in Zambia, Uganda and across the region are generating new climate science focused on Africa. But international research and policy bodies and hold lists of influential climate scientists rarely include African scientists. With United Nations climate talks set to take place in the United Kingdom in November, can Africa science influence international negotiations? Our reporter Michael Kaloki's first guest knows all about the climate challenges that Sub-Saharan Africa is facing and tells us which science superstars are leading the climate conversation. Generally, it's something that needs a lot of pushing because even in other countries, you can see there are people who don't believe in it. And it's something that needs to be addressed as soon as possible because so many people are already being impacted by the climate changing. Hello, my name is Cindy Musioki. I'm an environmental specialist based in Nairobi, Kenya. And I've been working in the environment and climate uh, section for the last nine years. Cindy, who do you admire? Who's leading the climate conversation in Africa? And, you know, who's Africa's next climate science superstar? There are so many people who are coming up and so many people we need to look into. Top of the list, I would say it's a young girl from Kenya by the name Elizabeth Wanchiro. She's been on the forefront doing different activities and traveling the world and just showing people the importance of climate change, addressing it and looking into the future. Wenge is a Nigerian guy called Olamide. He runs a program on Twitter called Climate Wednesday. And he interviews people across Africa and asking them what they are doing and their different things. I really admire what he's doing. Also, there are very small groups in Kenya who are running climate mitigation, ad addressing that with communities and teaching them what to do. There is a time I attended this event with Green Sun Cities and they were doing climate art. I was part of the team and they were doing art related to different climate change measures in Kenya and across the world. And it was a very interesting concept. So Green Sun Cities, Olamide and Elizabeth. They are the next big things. Now, many of Africa's leading climate advocates on social media are women. Why do you think that is? Do women have a special role in Africa's climate movement? Yes, they do. Women have a special role in addressing climate change. If you have looked at the climate change impacts, and especially in countries like Kenya where we rely on our resources, you will find that the most impacted are women and children. 
where the men can come to the cities and look for work. So you'll find that the women who are in the village trying to cultivate, looking for water, and relying on resources on the ground are the most impacted. And given that we as leaders or leaders in environmental matters, we need to bring this forth and fight for it so that we can address the measures that people have been impacted by prolonged droughts, floods, and these other climate-related issues need to be brought on the forefront and push it in governments and push it in the counties and keep pushing at it so that these issues are addressed. So, why aren't Africans talented climate scientists and activists making headlines around the world? Back to Michael. I'm in a taxi making its way through the streets of Nairobi. I'm on my way to the current neighborhood of the city where the African Academy of Sciences is located. It is there I hope to meet with Obed Ogega. He's a climate scientist at the Academy. Among part of what I'd like to speak to him about is whether he feels that African climate scientists are being recognized for the work they do. Okay, so I've just arrived at the academy and now I'm heading inside the building. It's uh, luscious, I see horses on the other side i think those are the neighbors horses but anyway not to get carried away um obed here at the african academy of sciences you are involved in the climate impact research capacity and leadership enhancement program that is aimed at developing skills of climate researchers in africa could you tell me a bit about this program so SACO, or um, um, like you, um, like I said, the, Af the Climate Impact Research Capacity and Leadership Enhancement Program, was a program initiated to give out fellowships to climate researchers on the continent, so that they would work towards understanding the impacts of climate change on the continent. But we continue to support research institutions to build and enhance their capacity to provide that support for climate researchers on the continent. Uh, but ultimately, we are contributing to that critical mass of scientists, climate scientists, that would help us address our immediate and, and future developmental challenges. Do you think African climate scientists and researchers are receiving due recognition on the global scene? I think so. It's, it's a little harder for African scientists. I mean, if I can take publications as an example, when you are African and submit to some journals, you know, your articles, you're likely to get a rejection if you are African um, than, for example, giving the same article uh, submitted by someone, you know, from the global north. So this is the challenge that we face today. My estimation is that, you know, most of these journals, the credible journals in quotes, the high-impact journals, are owned by the Global North. Okay? And uh, I think it's Chinua Chebe that said that as long as lions, you know, don't tell their stories, it is the exploits of the hunters that will be celebrated, not the bravery of the lions. So I think uh, until we really come up with our own innovative tools that we can use to tell our stories as Africans, we may continue to, you know, go through some lengthy processes. Uh, some of them are prejudiced. 
As you may be aware, Obed, issues regarding the climate are a common feature of everyday discussions among people here in Kenya. Let me give you an example. My mom and, and aunties will sit for hours over a cup of tea talking about the climate. I like your mom and auntie. They're actually advanced in this field. When I go out there in my village, for example, people are talking about weather patterns, uh, but the concept of climate is a little still alien to, to some of the people that I meet. But importantly, you know, about 80% or so of... Uh, um, livelihoods in sub-Saharan Africa is derived from agriculture and related sectors and most of farmed land in our region in, being Africa is almost entirely dependent on rain-fed agriculture. So for that reason really when the rainfall patterns change the farmers are able to notice. Obed, just how important is climate science in the continent's socio-economic development? Over 8% of uh, livelihoods in sub-Saharan Africa drawn from um, agriculture and related sectors that are predominantly rain-fed. The changes, you know, the fluctuations in our average weather conditions have a huge impact on the socio-economic development of our people. And for that reason, really, our understanding of our climate systems then becomes paramount. So, yes, weather and climate are very intertwined in our ways of doing things, in our economics, in our social well-being. And, and there is need for us to continue to provide that information in packaged in form of climate services, really, so that our, our, our communities, farming communities, you know, our health systems, our economies, can then make adjustments, necessary adjustments, that would ensure that even when we experience extreme weather events, the impacts are minimized. Will Africa be able to adapt to the impacts of climate change if African science isn't recognized by international climate research bodies? Michael finds out more. My name is uh, Philip MJJ, an associate professor at the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, Ghana. Thank you very much, Mark, for engaging me. Philip, do you think African climate scientists and researchers are receiving due recognition on the global scene, specifically the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change? Are many sub-Saharan African scientists involved in their reports? Africans' representation on the IPCC has been extremely low. Indeed, I am of the opinion that African science, climate scientists and researchers have not been receiving the due recognition on the global scale. Um, our voices as African climate researchers and climate scientists have not been heard yet. We are the most vulnerable continent to the adverse impacts of climate change. As a field of study, is there more that you feel can be done to advance climate science on the continent? Why is it important for Africa? Africa is the most vulnerable continent, as I mentioned earlier in my earlier submission. And this is because the continent uh, has low adaptive capacity. Uh, most of the economies depend on rain-fed agricultural systems, and it has low infrastructural development. It means that anytime there are slight changes in the rainfall patterns, it has significant um, effects on agricultural systems. Yet, um, we can increase um, 
climate research in the continent by increasing funding. Unfortunately, um, funding is a big issue when it comes to um, research in Africa. Our governments have not, over the years, prioritized research for that matter. And I believe that we need to be able to increase funding and then a lot more trust in African climate science. We need to begin to believe in ourselves. We need to be begin to uh, trust the kind of um, resource and funding that we churn out there, uh, that we put up um, into the global um, space. Philip, you have also been looking into the area of access to climate information. What have you found through your research? Um, a lot of our farmers are not receiving climate information a research I did showed that one third of the farmers who were sampled in our research did not have access to climate information. And this is critical because these farmers depend entirely on the natural rains. And if they are not able to tell when it will rain, they are not then able to plan when they can plant their crops and even when they should apply fertilizers and when to harvest their crops. So access to climate information for me is one of the key things that our our government and policymakers and NGOs, civil society should prioritize if we want our farmers to safeguard their livelihoods, to address the adverse impacts of climate, climate change on their livelihoods for that matter. Thanks to Michael and Professor Philip Njoje, ending today's report on Africa's climate leaders. For more news on climate change and Africa, go to www.sidev.net. That's www.scidev.net. Africa Science Focus is available on all podcast apps. You can subscribe and catch up on episodes and don't forget to leave a review. Today's program was produced by Harrison Lewis. The editor was Fiona Broom with reporting from Michael Kaloki. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station. I'm Sally Amutabi. See you again next week. This program was funded by the European Journalism Center through the European Development Journalism Grants Program with support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. <laughs>